so one thing I started to realize, uh, you know, I knew beforehand, but really started to realize last year um, because obviously like a lot of people were learning a lot of things and like even like myself, I was learning a lot too. And just through like NGSD and stuff, I think that a lot of people don't realize how much like slavery has affected what our society is now. Mm. And we talk about like the wage gap and all of this stuff and people are like trying to like say that, you know, that's because like black people are lazy or whatever, maybe like intrinsically to the black person, right? And it's like, no, like that's not why. Like this, there's a one video on, on Instagram that I love and I have saved and I'm not gonna fully remember it, but she essentially was like, imagine if someone, if you like played Monopoly with someone for 400 years and they took your money, like every time you earned money, they took that away from you for 400 years. And then finally they're like, okay, like you can, you can play and you start like building your own communities and stuff like in Tulsa and then they, they burn it all down. Right. And then it's like, finally you're back on your feet and like gaining your money but there's no way that you reach the same amount of money that the person who was stealing from you has because unless they like distribute it right like equally or like give some back to you and it's like that's kind of like where we are and people don't like understand that slavery had such a huge impact And even after slavery, because there's just like so, so much that is in our society that is basically slavery, you know, just like people being incarcerated and Mm -hmm. whatever. We had Jim Crow and now now mass incarceration. Like, you know, it's just like it hops from one thing to the other and Mm -hmm. people don't understand the like systems built to keep black people down even now um and it's it's frustrating because like how do you not get that like you know what I mean like how how can you not understand that um but yeah and I I think it's it's really problematic because people don't see how deep-rooted mm-hmm. uh this this really is you know Temi said like I think we were Temi and I were talking about this last year like sometime last year, maybe earlier this year, it's all one blur at this point, but we were talking about like, like last year was the year that actually for the, it felt like for the first time in like my short memory that people were taking the time to like understand the roots of inequality in the U.S. Um, and oppression mm-hmm. and and then it kind of stopped. I don't know when exactly that happened. I started reading, seeing articles about like, you know, like the popular books that like, you know, people would buy, especially like white people would buy that are like, um, like how to be anti-racist, I guess, or like how, mm-hmm. like why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Like, and then like, they'd like buy the books and then never actually pick it up and not read it. And then there, there felt like this moment where it just like, everybody was like over it. I think, uh, I think I was saying something to the effect of like, yeah, like people, there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, it was nice to like have a, a moment to think about race. Like, that was really like a nice time for us. And it's like, oh, like you can stop thinking about it. Like how does that work? And and there needs to be a willingness to 
to think about these issues and and specifically slavery and and how much that still affects the country today and like people don't want to mm-hmm. and here we are <sighs> i guess through all of that despite all of it um where do you see yourself in the u.s like where do you see yourself represented so throughout life (laughs) it has been a slow journey of kind of coming to realize that like being how I am is okay and like not just okay but like amazing you know um and I think that when I was younger it almost felt like because sometimes we're seen so negatively in people's eyes it's almost like you want to do what you can to not be seen like that in a way Mm -hmm. um while still recognizing that like you are great Mm -hmm. and like intrinsically like you are good and that there's nothing wrong with you um and I just say this because I do think that it can be a bit of a struggle. So, I mean, one thing that we talked about is just like, so like how my mom like named me and my little brother and just like our, so our names being like Taylor and Chase and, um, you know, part of my name was from, like, some dream that my dad had, and, like, part of Chase's name is because of my, like, great-great-grandmother, um, but at the end of the day, one of the things that played a role into that was the fact that my mom didn't want people to be able to identify if we were male or female or if we were white or black just by like reading our names off of a sheet of paper without having like our pictures and I just think that that really tells you how we like people see black people like in America like how society sees us um and that can be a lot to like take in you know and but you do see like such blatant discrimination sometimes when people have like other names, right? Like not even necessarily like more black names cause like, I don't even know what that means, right? But it's like certain names are like triggers for people and they're like, well, like instant like discrimination. And that's so unfortunate that that is kind of like how we move through society and like something that you are have to be like cognizant of um so yeah like all of that while also like you know one book that my mom and I would read together when I was younger is called like the skin I'm in and it's like kind of just like this journey of like this girl who had darker skin and was like trying to come to terms with it and like love like trying to love herself essentially and um you know I think that that awareness was kind of instilled in me like early on um and just like so yeah where do I see myself in the U.S. 
so it's kind of conflicting because it's like I like I see myself right as like really doing well and like being proud of who I am um but at the same time I can recognize that other people see me as something like someone who is kind of like just unfavored in this country um and someone who is lesser than you know like even in it was like kindergarten I think and this girl literally like went up to my mom and was like um asking my mom like why I was reading something that I was reading and basically said that like I'm not there yet like I don't have like the capacity to like read whatever I was reading um, because I was black. And it's just like, whoa, like people are saying like that's kindergarten, you know? And like one of the big things that people were talking about last year is like, oh, like why are you teaching like kids about this stuff? And it's like, because as kids, we like live through it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it is something that you have to deal with at a very young age um and so people need to know about it you know and um yeah it's just kind of it's kind of realizing how people view you while also like maintaining this perception of yourself and even more so like I talked about earlier just being like a darker skinned black woman. And I think in terms of like the media and stuff, right. There's like so much with that where it's like, okay, do they have a black person in this like show movie, whatever. And okay. If they do like, are they like a light skinned black person? Because right. That's the thing too. Like you don't see, you don't always see a lot of like dark skinned black people in the media. Um, and it's like, I don't know, every time I see like Lupita on my screen, my just, my heart feels with joy. Cause I'm like, gosh, I love it. You know, I like Viola Davis, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's kind of something that I can relate to. Um, and even another thing too, in the media is that when you, did, I felt like when you did see darker skinned black people, it's like, oh, these movies are about slavery. Yeah. Right. Like it's some sort of like trauma that black people went through. So I think that seeing movies with just black people being black people living their best lives, you know what I mean? Like black joy, like stuff like that is kind of what I look for and what I see myself like most in because um, I just think there needs to be more movies that are like that um I recently caught watched a movie called really love I think it's called on Netflix and I loved it um but but yeah it's just like it doesn't have to be about slavery all the time and it's sad though because that is what I like would identify with right because like I'm African-American like that is my history um but you don't always want to see black people in slave movies you know (laughs) you need to be better (laughs) so yeah I think uh a lot of media uh 
kind of has this negative perception, but I think that we're getting there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are we getting there? Do you see it? Like, I guess the one standout example in my head, and I'm thinking about this because the final season's like ongoing, but in oh my God. I knew you're gonna say that. I mean, you know, like that, I feel like that's one of the first like shows where you see like a black woman and like she had dark skinned black women yeah. <laughs> and, like and like her friends and they're just kind of living life and they're going through it but they're not and they are dealing with like micro- she deals with like the microaggressions that she would like that any of us would face in society but she's not it's not like trauma it's not like just yeah. pain. there's like joy and there's like the general challenges of like being human but not not specifically centered around blackness but also for black people which is a beautiful thing yeah and I so so we are getting there but like I guess I don't know how do you see it changing in other ways like in other places um (laughs) see we want to say yes right because of (laughs) all that last year was right it's like oh wow people really want to make a change like people really want to do something but then it's like um you know ally fatigue is I believe the phrase that was used (laughs) and it's essentially like whoa this is like a little too much for us (laughs) and we're just sitting here like what <laughs> how this is how how long has, has it been like a couple months maybe and you are already tired of like dealing with racism and like actively having to be like anti-racist and it's like whoa <laughs> you know sorry that we overwhelmed you with our issues <laughs> yeah so I mean, there are like people who are genuinely trying to change and I have been lucky enough to be around some of them. Um, And I just think that it takes a lot of people really coming together and creating new systems. Like that's really it is. You kind of have to go back and like fix the system in a way. Um, and I think that even within schools, so I, th- I think some schools like made some strides, like minus all of the like new like DEI committees that people have created. Those aren't the best, but like, um, I don't know, certain things like for, so for grad schools, some programs now have the GRE as optional. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because of COVID, it's because of like, what was going on um, with like all of the protests and stuff like that and just people realizing right that um, you know standardized tests like that are more so based on the access people have to resources to study for those tests and like understand the little tricks you know, that you need to know in order to do well in those tests than actually like their intellectual like capacity or like their abilities you know what I mean like doing poorly on that test does not equate to like you not being smart 
just means you um, just made a three thousand dollar course like that's okay yeah like what <laughs> like sorry you just couldn't yeah exactly you couldn't take that course like my bad you know like and so some programs are finally realized that which you know that's a step in the right direction um and just really be being able to have more holistic like review process and yeah we're you know baby steps (laughs) crawling (laughs) literally crawling no but yeah it's true and it's like it gives you hope in a sense it it gives it it gives you hope damn hope is like it's like a crumb you know (laughs) you're just holding on to it (laughs) wait literally the barns in hell am i grasping right now but yeah I, I mean, we, we did talk about like allyship fatigue, but it is necessary to have essentially, particularly in the US, if we want to create systems that work for more people, particularly specifically like Black people or marginalized groups in the US, then it does mean that we need like non Black people to also be in on, you know, be, be with the shits essentially and yeah. be about it. And, and I think we did. S- all you know for what it's worth we did see that last year um and I think some people have definitely continued which is comforting but yeah that makes me wonder about like how the last two years essentially um since this almost two years now since since the start of the pandemic quote unquote when does the pandemic start when does it end um Mm -hmm. But yeah, how it's like affected you. And I think, you know, earlier we talked about NGSD um, at Drexel and like how that came out of, came up during the pandemic, I guess, but also to like, um, in response to Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. I guess that's the sort of like system. I know like you're on it and you are vice president of the board. Um, but I know there are other people, like non-Black people involved with the organization. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess thinking about that experience in the pen, like through the pandemic and everything, but also maybe like, like that sort of like allyship in general, like it is necessary, but how do you like approach it? Yeah, I think so. The one thing that I do love about NGSD is that there's other they're great allies, right? And like you said, it is like a predominantly white group. And I mean, part of that is just because of the makeup of Drexel. Like that really just tells you kind of like the community in which I'm in, right? Because it's like the Black people who can be on NGSD are on NGSD. Um, (laughs) And it's like, wow, where are they, you know? Um, Anyway, (laughs) it is a predominantly white group, Mm -hmm. but it is a group of like white people who really and truly just went and like educated themselves on certain topics like in depth right like obviously they know like the general stuff but like there are certain like nuances I think that people were starting to learn about like implicit bias or like even microaggressions which are so like like common to us people are like what do you mean you know what I mean like it's just stuff that you 
would think is like common like we would think it's common sense and it's like mm-hmm. people are just like can you explain it to me but they weren't like that to me right like they did all that on their own which was great and like our president she is white and like we purposefully did that because like I I shouldn't have to be doing everything like I shouldn't have to be running the group but like at the same time being one of the very few black people within the program it's like I should have like a large say right um so that's kind of how we set up like president vice president and it's been working very well like I love it I never have to like exhaust myself you know sometimes I have my I you know want to hop on a meeting just to really (laughs) stick it to them um but like if I didn't want to I would never have to like exhaust myself talking about like how I feel as a student like you know because they know exactly obviously they're not walking in my shoes but they like are able to say the right things and are able to like understand where I'm coming from um, enough to like communicate it to other people and really get them to listen. And I love that. Um, And that's why I think it's so important, right? Because as black people, we shouldn't have to fight for ourselves so much. Right. And that's kind of what we have been doing. Um, And it's unfortunate because it's almost like we don't get anything done until white people realize um like what's going on so I don't know it can be hard with the whole sense of ally fatigue but I do think that there are people in our corner who really care and like really are trying to help and that's what I love about NGSD um, because they're just like super motivated and like, this is something that they're really passionate about. Um, and yeah, we just work well and we kind of just fight the system together. Um, but yeah, and just talking about like the last two years, um, I think in grad school, like it's just made me really come out of my shell. So I would definitely say that I'm more introverted. And um, (laughs) going into grad school, um, you know, I don't have any black like PIs or uh, mentors where I am. And basically my mentor, he is like a darker skinned Indian man. And he was kind of like the person that I felt most comfortable with. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, in the program, you can do like rotations and go to other labs and stuff. And I never did that. I was just like, this is who I want to work with. Like I'm done. I'm done looking, you know? (laughs) And a lot of it was because of, just how comfortable I was with him because of the research that he was doing, but also just because like where I was, I just, I knew I wouldn't have any issues Mm. in terms of like microaggressions or something like that. And that played a big role in who I chose as my mentor. Cause it's like, 
I'm going through like five years of this. You know, I can't just be struggling <laughs> throughout that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that other people wouldn't have been great. Right. But just like from the top, I, I just knew, you know, I just like felt a comfort with him and like the past few years really brought that up and <laughs> to the surface. And it's funny because I really didn't say much before. Like I was the type of person that like, I did my work, I kept my head down sort of thing. Like I would talk to my PI, but other than that, I didn't, you know, I'll say hi and stuff, but I'm not like for the chit chat. I just don't talk all that much, you know, but after all that went down, it was like, I was now this person who was like, essentially the token black person, like speaking up on, on everything um, that I was trying to come to terms with as the, you know, events took place in 2020. And um, now I speak a lot. I mean, a lot of the things are negative about the program, but anyway, I definitely speak up a lot more and I don't know. It's, it's really brought a side of me out that like people hadn't seen just because I am so vocal about it, but um, I don't know. I think, I think it was like needed almost. Mm. Um, and it's one of those things where like my PI has always been in my corner, but like other people couldn't always understand um and you know at times I just felt like it was like NGSD plus my PI like fighting everybody else um but but yeah I mean it just brought a lot of things to the surface and um we just felt like it was an important time to really form a group that would be able to kind of create and um, like help implement certain like demands that needed to be addressed, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. It's good work and it's needed, it's needed. But yeah, I mean, through that, and it is kind of like a struggle because through that, I do, like I said, believe that I became a token, you know, and it's like, now I'm like on all of these committees. I mean, I need to learn how to say no. That is the takeaway. That's about to be the takeaway from this. But like, I'm on like a bunch of committees. Like we, we had like a, uh, I don't know, like a mini conference the other week. And I was like interviewed for like this radio show, but you know what I mean? It's just like very much giving like, oh, like here's this black student that we have that you can interview, you know? (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's like stuff like that where I don't, I'm just in a spot where it's kind of like, hmm, I don't know how I feel. but it's almost like, I don't know, I, I wonder like, oh, did I get myself like into the spot? Like, you know, I don't know. Okay. 
Yeah. I think I hear that, you know, in a sense, I don't know, I don't know you know, this is an extrovert, an extrovert's world, but <laughs> I think like hearing that you've like come out of your shell or like a bit more to like talk about issues that are important to you, but also like important at large is like a good thing that's come out of so much like pain and like trauma. Um, but it's always sad that like it has to be that way in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like in order to like get that, I like, or like the reason that I came out of it was like to fight for myself essentially, you know? And it's like, mm. like I think the first time was like I was speaking at like a town hall that was held for like, um, all of the incidents that were happening with the uh, police brutality and stuff. Um, and I kind of just like wrote this long note and I just read it to them. And everyone was like, damn. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you guys really want to know how I feel? I'll tell you how I feel. <laughs> hmm. How has the U.S. done in the last year plus, year and a half plus, um, in terms of, I guess the, the pandemic's kind of a catalyst in a sense, but in terms of being a society, maybe? Part of the reason I started this podcast is because I was like wondering what we would like do as a community, if we are a community um through this time and I'm not I'm still not sure but you know a lot of community in a sense had to be built virtually and digitally because we couldn't really see each other but then I guess now we're kind of going back out into the world and I'm wondering what's changed mm -hmm. and what in your mind has changed and what in you has changed I don't know, it's kind of hard because I don't want to just be super negative, which I'm about to be low-key, but um, I do think within certain like communities of people, like not even within certain communities, I think that certain communities were formed, right? And like, there were a lot of, uh, bonds that were kind of made and strengthened throughout the past two years where people really did come together and like fight for each other sort of thing. Um, I don't want to take away from that because like I said, just with like NGSD and a lot of the friends that I have, you know, it did show how people will really come together and stand up for you and fight with you. Mm. Um, and, you know, we can keep going on and on saying that, well, it's, you know, so many years too late, but like at the end, end of the day, um, it's unfortunate, but it happened. And, you know, that like trauma, all of the trauma that was 2020 did, you know, really make some people realize what was really going on and what's wrong. And like, they are actually helping and like fighting. And, you know, I think that that is good that we have gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, and people are like actively like 
protesting stuff or like actively trying to be anti-racist. And I think that that is important. Um, But on the flip side, it's almost like at the same time, what has happened with the, you know, Black Lives Matter uh, protests, police brutality, COVID, like the, the, those things have drawn very clear sides. Mm. Um, and I think that they really divided us as a country, um, right? Because there are so many like pictures you see of like little black kids holding signs, like, will I be next versus like a white person wearing a sign saying that like, I should have the choice to wear a mask. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you could really see the divide Mm -hmm. um, in some places, right? Um, And I don't know, it, it is hard, right? Because it's just like, <sighs> I don't even know. It's, it's just hard to see, you know, it's hard to see. Um, and I struggle with it at times because I'm like, wow, like I have white friends who are amazing and I love, but it's also like, I am like bashing white people at the same time, but it's like, um, you know, there's just that kind of, I don't know, divide where I think these incidents really brought out the fact that America as a whole, there's a lack of empathy um, with some people and like it's it's frustrating because I do think that that is what is needed to fully grasp like what has been going on even with COVID right it's like okay now we have these vaccines or it's like before that we had the masks and the masks were like well you know keep yourself safe as, and also keep other people safe right And it's like, people just weren't here for that idea. They're like, well, if I don't want to wear one, it's fine. But it's like, no, you can literally be preventing like someone in your, like your grandma from getting sick from like you just wearing one, like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know. The pandemic was hard for everybody. And it was kind of like, almost in a way, like a sacrifice that we were making for ourselves and for each other um that many were like unwilling Mm -hmm. to make Mm -hmm. um and yeah I mean it just it it is hard um and then even with the vaccines it's like oh well I don't want to get one for whatever reason you know um but I don't know it's it's still it's still a sensitive subject for me um I personally just don't like when the uh, excuse of like, there's not enough like long-term data or whatever is used just because so many people have gotten vaccine at this point. And I mean, it's been what, like two years basically? Like, I don't know. 
Yeah. You're not going to like all of a sudden like lose a limb or something from a vaccine <laughs> one year later. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let me stop. But yeah, as a whole, I don't know how well the U.S. has done, if it has brought us together or torn us apart. I think there's a little bit of each. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has brought some people closer together while also recognizing that there is a large, large divide in the country as a whole. Yeah. And I don't know if we are getting out of that. <laughs> Can say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a. I suppose my only res- response is that you know there's always hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> okay. No, that's that's interesting. I'm gonna try to end this on a positive note. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna steer this in a different direction. Okay. What do you want your life to ultimately look like? Whether that being just like your life, your work, your relationships. Mm. Um. Ultimately, I would like to work in like a pharmaceutical or biotech company where I am doing like some sort of drug discovery um, still in like the uh, traumatic brain injury field um, you know making the big bucks <laughs> while also uh, doing some good research that I think will hopefully, you know, impact a lot of people in a positive way. Um, I think another way I could ask this question, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, go ahead. Um, yeah, what does Black Joy look like What for you? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, we love Black Joy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, ideally, like living, my, literally living my best life. So having the job that I want, you know, making the money, having a <laughs> family you know I cannot wait to have a family (laughs) Um, no I'm married to a nice black man you know (laughs) I have some cute babies um you here like hey guys (laughs) (laughs) you're single (laughs) I'm dead but yeah you know I would like to have a dog uh that would be great um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I just want to be able to like live my life. I know that that can't always happen because like I said, there is this like awareness and kind of like just being on alert at times, um, which I do think like just going back a little to like how the past like two years or so have like how the U S has come out of that, like just now there are like certain flags you know not just (laughs) the one (laughs) there's multiple (laughs) to be aware of (laughs) and just when I when I like pass by those or something like literally 
if I'm like driving with friends in the car, I'll be like, nope, we're not stopping here. Like I will be like, no, we're, we are going to keep going until we see a house that says Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and it's so funny because just even going to like my friend's place, like five minutes away in Philly, like me and my other friend um, in the program who is um, Black, we always, we laugh because we always park down this one street where there's like a whole line of houses with like Black Lives Matter, like pride flags, like everything. We're like, yeah, we, we parked, we parked on like the Black Lives Matter street. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, like stuff like that, you know, um, and I mean, I always wonder uh, how I will personally handle like conveying certain things to my kids and stuff like that. And just like, I just want safety, like a family that is safe and protected, you know, you, you just never want anything like obviously bad to happen to your family, but just being able to kind of let my children know like how the world is but also also that they are like literally perfect in every way and just being able to create so much black joy in our little like space you know so I think that's yeah you know I want to be traveling the world let my kids know that there's more to life than America (laughs) (laughs) let me stop but (laughs) but yeah you know just really living your best life despite everything um it can be done and we are doing it you know we're thriving doing it literally crying crying. (laughs) no most times crying but sometimes thriving (laughs) Taylor McCorkle for the for the hyphenate project thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I love it. I love your projects. I'm glad that I am a, a part of this one. You know, we love it. Yeah, oh my God. I don't have to be listening to all types of music. <laughs> on <Hey>. Discord. <laughs> all these songs I never heard of before. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. <laughs>